Jeff Lester. Graham McMillan, hello. I can't believe we haven't spoken in three months. I know. It's like an episode of Lost or something. I barely recognized your voice. It's worrying. And also, like, I now have... I was going to say I now have a beard. And then it's like, wait, I have a beard for years. Yes, which is kind of crazy that it's been three years. I've forgotten what I look like. I've forgotten what I look like. Because on this this, um, desert island, of course, there's no mirrors. That's why. Exactly. That's what happened. I, I understand that that absolutely makes sense. Well, uh, uh, so Graham, you're the one who uh, came up with the uh, rather genius idea. Uh, do you do you wanna do you wanna do wanna tell the listeners what okay, they oh, want? So he, so he, so here's the thing. Um, we we stopped the podcast at the end of the year, and we were like, you know, well, maybe we'll come back and do occasional ones. Uh, you know, we'll see if anything happens. And then this week, fucking Ike Perlmutter gets fired. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just like, ah, oh, that, that is the one. So I wasn't sure if you were like, hey, let's come back for the April Fool's and Ike, or if it was just all Ike or just all April Fool's. Oh, but... it's it's oh, it's oh it's Ike. It's oh, Ike. Because, yeah. I mean, we're recording this in April 1st, but it's not going to go out in April 1st. So that, that, you know. Yeah, it is. Whatever. No, it's Ike Perlmutter. It's, so, Jeff, where were you where you found out when Ike Perlmutter had been fired from Marvel? Oh my God! I I think I'd just gotten to work and someone had shot me. Uh, my friend George shot me a DM on Twitter, being like, "Welp," with like the link, and I was just like, "I." The funny thing was, I wrote wrote pretty much what I tweeted when I found out the news, which was I wrote, "Yo," except how some for whatever fucking reason autocorrect turned it into no and and he was like what i wasn't <laughs> i really wasn't expecting that jeff i uh i'm a little I'm, I'm a little off guard i was like yeah I've become you're a really booster. upset that I, yeah you're really upset that you know ike may, i was gonna say i like ike is is where you're at ike exactly made right yes that, ike, that, ike that was of course his own slip mm-hmm. um i i i got uh so i you know i'm working away on was it tuesday it happened wednesday whatever, whatever day it was i'm working away um and the way that my work is it's like we have a slack and we we like put links in and we're like hey what do you think of this blah 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 and tiffany the the deputy editor put some links in your time story and she's like hey like do you want to write this up and i just saw the headline and i was like what yeah no, right what mm-hmm. <laughs> just insane and then, of course, the um, arguably the bigger news was hidden in the Times story. Uh, you know, the, the Marvel Entertainment has been considered redundant by Disney. Yeah, I, I you know, it's funny. Okay. I know you think that's a big, bigger story, and I just, I don't think that's going to pan out in any meaningful way. But I really could have okay, very Why wrong. not? Because I, I've, um, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter dismiss it for reasons that are shall we say, entirely fictional apart from in their heads. <laughs> so I've seen, I, the number of people I've seen this week be like, it means nothing because Kevin Feige's been running Marvel for the last three years. Oh, yeah. No, and that's it's like, bullshit. No, what? That's, that's no, no, he's yeah. not. Yeah, not even like, close. It, it, yeah, you know, there, there's... So, so why do you think that it's not going to mean anything? Well, uh, so there's a couple of reasons for myself, which is that generally... Um, Ike, uh, being the heartless son of a bitch that he is, 
ran a pretty lean machine, right? So it's not like there's a lot of fat on the bone there. And I also think, and I could be wrong, that certainly some of the theories point to the fact that Perlmutter was ousted more because he had tried to take over the board as I recall, and get one of his buddies installed. Oh, on the sure, board. sure, sure. Yes. So, yes. So like, there's that stage. There's getting yeah, rid of the, Ike. The, the but... Nelson Pelt stuff is, is definitely why he got fired. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I think it, so. He's out the door. Disney, generally, there's cost cutting stuff. Now, is it is it possible that within two years, three years, maybe they'll turn around and be like, sure, let's get rid of all this stuff? It is possible, but I think it is unlikely because I feel that that Marvel is as close to Marvel Entertainment is as close to being a licensing division of Marvel as they could basically hope for. You know, like unless there's some very specific enormous assets or debts that they're carrying, like let's say they're just paying like stupid amounts of rent for their office space in new york or something like that disney what disney would normally... I, i'm not even sure yeah sorry it, no, I, was no, gonna say, I, I don't think marvel's even been in the office right like since covid started so oh, wow I, I that's interesting that'd be amazing if they did switch to and stayed which god god that would be <laughs> that would be best for so many people um i you know Disney having to turn around what they normally do of course is they license all their product out they're basically you pay us you know we we run you through strict strict quality control and then you know we pump out product everywhere and Marvel is more or less basically doing that they've they it's just in other words unless they had the interest the actual interest in dismantling the machine the machine is in place and i feel that it works pretty strongly the fact that dan buckley's still there after so many number of years makes me think that if they were really interested in 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 folding marvel up that they would have sacked him because he's 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 got a very very generous salary and unless he's there to provide the roadmap to dissembling the, the company, which is quite likely, I think they're probably like, we just need to get rid of fucking Perlmutter. We don't want to put anyone really in place there. So we're going to fold it in rather than like, here's the replacement Ike. And we're going to let Buckley continue to run things, and we'll see what comes out of that. And like I said, unless there's something that's really crazy, like hugely expensive rents. But I mean, you know, they've got, they've, they, you know, Marvel does so much stuff under the cheap, horrific way that Disney does. There, there's, so that's my theory. That's my theory. I, I think, okay. Yeah, and you, think, uh, you don't, you I... don't agree. Yeah, I don't agree. What and why? Um, because I believe that Marvel Entertainment, as was, is not going to exist by the end of the year. Hmm. I'm not saying that Marvel's not going to be publishing comics or whatever. I just think that they're going to carve Marvel up and stick it in different divisions. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that because Marvel Entertainment is everything Marvel does that isn't the TVs and the movies, right? Right. Right. Um, I think that Marvel Digital 
which is to say like the new media element, the like the podcast, the audio mm-hmm. shows and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I strongly suspect that division is just not going to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is from everything I've heard, very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a fairly controversial department of Marvel for a long time mm-hmm. because of the amount of money it spends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it doesn't actually generate that much revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that uh, things like cover concepts, which is the weird fucking side business Marvel has had for a few years. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're probably going to sell that off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that Marvel Publishing is going to end up under Disney Publishing, but it might end up over, under Marvel Studios, which is why I think Dan Buckley's there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I I think I think the games is going to end up under Disney Games, one hundred percent. I think it's going to be significantly off from Marvel by the end of the year. Don't forget, like Disney has said, that it's going to lay off seven thousand people, right? And that the the you know part of that is of course like they don't want to duplicate jobs mm-hmm. right and they're, they're looking for cuts mm-hmm. i firmly believe that if marvel entertainment has been considered redundant mm-hmm. i strongly suspect that they're going to basically call everything apart from publishing mm-hmm. um and i also would not be surprised if publishing ends up under disney publishing and then they decide that they're going to change how they do the publishing aspects of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we, we um, certainly will. I did. So, so I, I spent a bunch of whatever day it was again. I can't remember. I think it was um, Wednesday. Talking to people. Yeah, yeah. I, I spent a bunch of time talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, was it Wednesday? Maybe it was Thursday. I can't. Time is a flat circle, Jeff. It really is. <laughs> Um, but you know, it's fair to say that people in inside Marvel Entertainment had no fucking idea anything was going on, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and were utterly blindsided by this. Right. Uh, and definitely the "what's going to happen now" question was greeted with "fucked if we know." Right. Um, you know, on the record, no comment. Off the record, blah. right. Um, <laughs> which would be great to be on the record. Um, exactly. Yeah. How do yeah. you even spell that? Right. Um, talking to people inside other elements of Disney, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a lot more information, but the information they were again off the record and on background willing to give out mm-hmm. made me go, "Oh, so Marvel might actually be in more trouble." Wow. Um, because. You know, they were basically saying things like, you know, it's not been decided just what we're going to do with the various parts of Marvel. Mm-hmm. And describing it as the various parts of Marvel. Right. Makes me think that they're looking at it as like bits and pieces that can be like moved around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the one thing that I have heard rumor of mm-hmm. uh, is that basically publishing is going to go to Marvel Studios. Mm. Uh, and it is just basically go, like Marvel Studios will become Marvel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that will be it mm-hmm. but I also don't quite believe that mm-hmm. because that's a fucking weird thing to do in terms of Disney, Disney's corporate structure mm-hmm. because Marvel Studios is part of Walt Disney Studios there is no other publishing element there right? at all 
Uh, and so you add Marvel Comics to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it get it gets to be weird, and it gets to be a really odd carve out. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stake being put in the but Kevin Feige is chief creative officer of all of Marvel mm-hmm. thing, but I have always gotten the impression that was a ceremonial title more than anything else. Mm-hmm. I have never heard anyone who works for Marvel Comics say that Kevin Feige has basically offered anything of true value in that role. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, when it was reported initially, it turns out it was misreported. Oh, really? Well, when it, so it was reported, and it was reported that Dan Buckley would be reporting to Feige. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that turns out not to be true. Hmm. He was reporting to Feige and Perlmutter. Mm. Perlmutter was always in the mix. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so apparently the change now is that Buckley, who is still president of Marvel Entertainment, whatever Marvel Entertainment currently is, mm-hmm. uh, is now only going to be reporting to Feige, which again strengthens the it's all going to go to Marvel Studios right? Um, argument. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see where that goes. Uh, this was Perlmutter was let go in the first wave of Disney layoffs. Mm-hmm. Reportedly, there's going to be three waves, and reportedly, wave two is going to be the worst of them. Mm. Wave two is going to be the one that everyone will be like, "I can't believe that was so bad." Um, definitely, wave one seems to be like the the executives, mm-hmm. because there's a bunch of other Disney executives that were also let go earlier this week. Dude. Well, Victoria um, Alonso, right? Like that's kind of a well, no, no, no. But that's that's news. that's a that's that's an entirely different thing, mm-hmm. which we can talk about in a minute. But that's an entirely different story. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but like uh, there was some from uh, there was like some Hulu executives were laid off. I think some from ESPN has gone as well. Uh, some Disney TV people were let go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're they're like, but they were all like executive level positions. And so I think wave one is like the people with the biggest paychecks. Right. Wave two is like the the people who do the job. Yeah. And, and wave three will be let's see who's left. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. So I really do think that it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really really bad. Mm-hmm. Um. And I do. I I think by the end of this year, Marvel Entertainment as was is not going to exist. Mm-hmm. I think Marvel has basically become a brand. You know, why not come back in a year and, and tell me if I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be the first time I've been entirely, like, completely wrong. Well, no, but, but it, it seems like smart money. Cer- cer- sure. Certainly from talking to people and, uh, you know, as much as anything. And the fact that Marvel people knew absolutely jack shit, but Disney people seem to know more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make me feel great for more people in Marvel. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Woof. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll be curious to see how it how it plays out. But wow, what what an end of an era in a way. I'm so glad that it, it's it's so over. funny that the reason he was like always cost cutting. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like after everything he'd done, mm-hmm. you know this is this is the man who like kept them to one toilet for the entire floor and also made them buy their own toilet paper. You know, this is the man who famously 
told people to fish paper clips out of the trash so that he wouldn't have to buy them new paper clips. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that. This is the guy who's like, oh, it's cost cutting is the excuse. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Like you said, it really was the Nelson Peltz thing that I think did him in in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Disney is also looking to save a metric shit ton of money. Right. Like Disney's to make really dramatic cuts this year that are probably going to make the Warner Brothers cuts last year look like Loki. Oof, which is stunning um, when you think about it. Yeah, so we'll you know, we'll see. Um yeah, we, you know, we'll see what happens. But the Victoria Alonso thing is an entirely different story and the more that comes out about it, mm-hmm. a story that definitely doesn't make Disney look good. Oh, for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whatnot to who are not aware of this. Victoria Alonso was the president of basically president of visual effects and post production at Marvel Studios. She'd been there since two thousand six, so like two years before they made their first films. Yeah. Um, she was incredibly beloved within Marvel Studios, and it's important to say that she wasn't incredibly popular outside of Marvel Studios. Or it's not true. She wasn't very popular with the effects houses that she worked with. Shall yeah. we say? Yeah. Um. But she was very popular inside Marvel. She was very popular inside Disney. Um, she she'd been there for the entire time, mm-hmm. you know. She, uh, and then all of a sudden, about two weeks ago, she was fired. Yeah. And there was very quickly a very public he said she said about why. Mm-hmm. And Marvel said, well, it's important to say like she was fired just after the Oscars. At the Oscars. I can't remember if it, was, if it won or not, but one of the films, she produced a film for another studio. She produced a film called Argentina 1985, yeah, which is based on real life, and it's based on like things that happened in Argentina in 1985, as this name suggests. Um, and this is something that's very personal for her, because her family is like tangentially involved, and she believed that like in different circumstances, she would have been one of the people in that film. Yeah. Right? Um, and it was like massively critically acclaimed, massively popular, dominated for an Oscar. And when Marvel fired her, Marvel said it's because she uh, she broke her contract by producing this film. Right. She had promoted the film and said during the promotion of the film, I was given special dispensation to produce this. Mm-hmm. Like people had asked. So either she was utterly lying <laughs> and hoping that no one would find out. Right. Or she didn't actually break terms for a contract and she did get special dispensation mm-hmm. which seems more likely realistically uh yeah realistically it seems way more likely that she got the special dispensation and then <clears throat> then then they threw i think they threw her under the bus based on some of the other comments that were coming out later of course so 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 anyway marvel says that's the reason why yeah and she responds to her attorney who's like nope it's because Marvel asked her to do something reprehensible, which was the word used, reprehensible, mm. and she refused. And then Disney went, what? No, we and Marvel would never ask anyone to do anything reprehensible. She's lying because she broke the terms of her contract. Mm-hmm. You know, again, he said, she said. And then just this past week as we're recording, uh, the Hollywood Reporter had a story not – officially from Alonzo or her uh, her lawyer, but let's let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um that explained what the reprehensible thing could have been. Yeah. Which was in Ant Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, not a good film. Um 
Scott Lang is walking through the streets of San Francisco and there are pride flags. And Marvel asked uh, the visual effects department to digitally remove the pride flags Mm -hmm. so that the film could be released in Kuwait. And Alonzo refused Mm -hmm. and rightfully said, why? Mm -hmm. This is ridiculous. It's worth pointing out Alonzo's gay. Which, which yeah. like, and, and has, like, spoken out about Marvel and Disney's responsibility to stand up for queer rights. Like, yes. you know, the, the, this, this is part of the story. Um, anyway, she said no. And Marvel just went outside the com- company and did it anyway. Yeah. They went to a third party and just did it, mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact she'd refused. It's, I mean, that kind of sounds reprehensible. Yeah. And it also kind of, kind of sounds like something that... Uh, she would be so upset about it that it would lead to a fight that would get her fired. Yeah. So, yeah. But also, wow, good look, Marvel. <laughs> right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty dire stuff, unfortunately. So. Yeah, but it's it's unrelated <clears throat> to the to the, the cost cuttings. Because mm-hmm. it happened like two weeks before. It happened before, before the layoffs officially started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, if they were looking to save money, I strongly suspect this is going to lead to an expensive lawsuit for everyone involved. Yeah, right. So, yeah. yeah, this is this is not cost-cutting as much as this is incurring extra costs for Marvel and Disney that is also going to not play out well in the court of public opinion. Right. Um, an interesting thing yes. – sorry. No, 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 An interesting thing that was happening is – because you can, you can see the – you can see both sides planting stories, shall mm-hmm. we say, mm-hmm. right? Um, bef- when When – Shall we say the Marvel part of this was was trying the Marvel case was trying to be made? Uh, th- there were stories that basically were like, you might have noticed that Marvel special effects have been shit lately, <laughs> which I thought was the funniest thing. Yeah, for Marvel to try and like you know retro create cause to fire her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To be like, yeah, we well, haven't you noticed the Marvel films haven't been looking that good? And it's like, you guys are Marvel, you know that, right? <laughs> Like, is this really your defense? Yeah, yeah, our films have been looking shitty, so we got rid of her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I said court of public opinion, and, and you went, hmm. Oh, right, because I was going to say, like, in another, like, oh, this is maybe not such great news for Marvel and their long-term plans, uh, Jonathan Majors, um, the whole story with oh, him. Yes, holy, holy crap, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, so Jonathan Majors uh, is has been charged with domestic abuse, I think. Yeah. I think is that what he, he was actually finally charged with? Yeah. Um, I, he was arrested literally a week ago as we record this, and he was charged two days later. Um, one of the things – because Jeff and I actually spoke between the arrest and the charge. Uh, one of the things that – came out between the arrest and the charge was sort of this great i don't know if sigh of relief is the the right sort of euphemism but social media was filled with people who were like i've worked with john the majors and let me tell you he's always been terrible right um and there was a lot of it there was a lot of it from people being like yeah like this is an open secret in the in the theater Worlds. This is an open secret with anyone who's ever worked with him yeah. that he's an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see how quickly Marvel has a, a 
a plot development where Kang can change his shape, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that would that would that would manage to put a lot of spin on stuff. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens. But it is it's sort of sort of a bummer. Um, it's sort of a bummer because you not, you and I were both fans of Jonathan Major's acting. Exactly. Like you you and I you and I have had like conversations recently about like oh god wasn't he so good in in Last Man in, uh, Last Black Man in San Francisco and you know he's a very charismatic actor. Yeah. Um, and so it it was we did have this both of us last week had to have this moment of. You know, huh? Wow. Okay. Well, that's like, bitterly depressing. Just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I guess he's just absolutely shitty then. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, some yeah, really interesting. I thought you, yes. Hmm? You you said uh, Jonathan. I thought you were going to say that the um, Perlmutter story broke also broke on the same day as the Jonathan Hickman news, which got utterly buried. Oh, uh, which is what? Because I did miss that. See, it, it got utterly buried. So, um, literally about an hour before the uh, Perlmutter news dropped, um, Marvel announced the new Hickman Valero Shidi series. Oh, right. Uh, which is called Gods, which is a euphemism. It's literally G-O-D-S with periods right. in between. Mm-hmm. Um, or sorry, it's an acronym. acronym yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, not euphemism. Um, uh, it's it's Hickman's it's Hickman taking on as it, I feel like every Marvel writer of a certain scale has to like Hickman taking on their definition of Marvel magic and science and how they interrelate oh, uh, oh. and it sounds I mean it sounds tiring to be honest but in, in part because for real I feel like this like this has been attempted so many times mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where someone's like I, you, all the rules are wrong you know, like, right. I, I feel like every Marvel writer of a certain like scale is like, let me tell you, Marvel magic really works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but no, this is God's. It's um, it's an event series that is launching in, I think, September mm-hmm. or fall. Anyway, I don't think they've actually said it. I, I released it. Um, and uh, all we really know is that it features a new character called Wyn, W-Y-N, uh, who is described as a mysterious player in a war that exists outside of the orders we know and a vital member of an eons-old hierarchy that includes the omnipotent rulers of the universe, such as Eternity, Infinity, and the Living Tribunal. Mm. Um, he's going to meet Doctor Strange, and shit is going to happen, basically. Uh, it was... It was announced as a big thing they've been teasing it since san diego last year oh, wow. um, and it was announced as a big like a big thing in in the most marvel way possible which is to say there's a really bad trailer <laughs> uh, marvel please just hire voice actors just do it please just do it like being able to read something off a page is not the same as being able to act anymore um but also they released like 10 images which are clearly 10 panels and like two pages of a story. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's clearly like sequential panels. Right, right. But they release them as individual images. Um, and like there was big PR and, and Hickman's like, I wrote this. It's like I came up with this idea at the same time I got both House of X and you like that one, right? This is fucking great. Um, and Shidi's like, you know, I'm so excited to redefine Marvel magic. And it was, but like Marvel was, was 
really doing this like this is a big deal this is the big story this is it this is fucking it this is what we're doing and then Perlman was like an hour later yeah and right. sure enough you know you're like what Hickman book right right because it vanished mm-hmm. it utterly vanished uh which is kind of sad for Marvel mm-hmm. do you know what I mean because they really were you know we got this news embargoed like the day before or two days before and they were really like, oh, no, you know, come on. It's going to be big. It's going to be good. This is the one. Vanished because of Perlmutter. Mm. Mm. Like Marvel will by the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, Graham. Oh, my. I know. My Marvel's not. Like, but here's the thing. Like, Marvel's never going to stop publishing comics, right? Right. Like, Disney might stop publishing Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. But there's always going to be Marvel comics. Even if it's fucking IDW, like, buys the brand. Right. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's always going to be Marvel Comics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. That stuff's going to be licensed out. Uh, how would you feel if Marvel Unlimited went away? I'd be sad, but I'd live. Yeah, yeah. I kind of get it. Like, uh, how would I feel if Marvel Unlimited went away? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the great... It's amazing the stuff you're sentimental about, and I don't think Marvel's ever going to be that, which is totally fine, of course. No, no, it's not, but it's not even that as much as, like, uh, I'm going to be more sad when Comixology goes away. Yeah, I can see that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, because, uh, you know, there's, there's more material there that I actually want to read. And I feel like I'm more engaged with that platform, even though I'm like, you know, compared with you, I'm, I'm really not. But um, I Marvel Unlimited is Marvel Unlimited is Netflix. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you, you go on and you see if there's anything you want to read or watch. And there still is. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I'm enjoying a bunch of books. Mm-hmm. But but if it went away, I'd be like, well, sad. I can't go back and read a complete run of Hulk, I guess. Right. right. You know, or, you know, I guess I'm not going to be able to do the, the Spider-Man reread that I've been in the middle of, but I don't think I'd be sad, sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you? I, you know, it, it's funny because, uh, I, part of why I asked is I don't, I don't know. Like weirdly enough, it's actually in a way good timing because if if I understand correctly, um, my Marvel Unlimited subscription re-ups in about five days. You know, it's set up to automatically uh, renew. And part of me is like, maybe I should cancel this. Like I have been using uh, to to steer things briefly because I'm I'm. I have I have things to hit before we get off this call, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, including a beer burp. Uh, but uh, so to, to quickly, like digital, digital has been since since the one thing that really surprised me, Graham, is since you and I stopped podcasting, I sort of figured that the amount of comic reading that I did would go down. It'd be like okay, now to now to get a life and um it really hasn't like i'm re i'm averaging still averaging about 146 titles a month now that's 
kind of weirdly skewed because there are things that you know um like reading the captain britain omnibus over the last month and a half which almost killed me and and i was dying to talk about it on the podcast so everyone's pretty lucky that that's far enough in the rearview mirror that was a couple of entries but but generally as a rule a lot of it is is me reading stuff on manga plus or the shonen jump app k manga is launching in i don't know i think a month or so which is kodansha's manga platform of which they i saw that yeah they've teased they've teased a lot of uh images and almost no real details and could be completely fucked i mean no i i wish that i could say that i was super thrilled about it because you know for like it would be wonderful to have i would pay i would pay a significant i would definitely pay marvel unlimited amounts of money if not dc unlimited amounts of money to have access to essentially everything that kadancha has or a substantial amount of what they've released in digital in the u.s available um in in a vault and then for them to release translate and release current current um titles that would be really, really astounding. But it seems kind of unlikely that they would do that. If nothing else, like just the fact that when they launched, they originally made it sound like they weren't thinking of doing a web reader, that it was only going to be uh, an app. And of course, um, somebody had mentioned well you know you can't you can't actually have any mature material on the app like that's part of the reason like some chapters of chainsaw man or entire titles for example you cannot read in the shonen jump app but you can if you have a membership and you go to the website you can read it in the browser so people are like so you're not going to be offering any mature titles and they're they're like um, uh, bah, bah. and then like a few days later they're like yes it's going to be the web site is coming along but it, yeah we we just um we forgot to mention it the first time and it was just kind of like oh fuck these guys really don't haven't I, so it's really so far the announcement was really long on arrogance and really short on details and that's that's not great. I don't particularly have a an excitement in my belly about that platform, but I hope I'm proven wrong. But nevertheless, I do find myself thinking like I just I just haven't been digging into Marvel Unlimited or really DC UI much. Like I'll open up DC yeah. UI and be kind of like, "Oh, I got to tell you it's 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 embarrassing for me to admit." But I can be the bigger man. Is like honestly, DCUI is pretty much where it's like I go and read Tom Tom King titles. You know what I mean? Like I finished Human Target. <laughs> I was like, that's good. I don't know. I, I'm not. I got two issues into Danger Street, but you know, like I've the bulk of what I'm reading there. Until they throw some awesome old stuff on there that I really want to read, like you know, and that and that is the thing that's kind of a shame is DCUI is just charging up the butt for for month for only a month late access and that and part of me that really sort of reinforces how much i'm not really interested in what they're reading why do you drop why do you drop the cheaper subscription which puts it back to six months 
why don't I drop the cheaper? What? Who? What? Huh? What? I must have had too many. Well, there's orders. there's two there's two there's two levels of subscription for DC Universe. Oh yeah, yeah. No, right, right. There's the there's the Ultra, which is one month out, and then there's the there's the and there's the, the three months the, out. The regular, which is six. Yeah, or yeah, is it or six? Three or six? No, it must still I be it was six. six. Yeah, I bet it's still six. Yeah. Yeah. No, I th I think it's pouring too much money into it, or it's nothing. So, because even because you're right, part of me is like, why should I bother getting one month? A sneak peek at books that I'm not going to read. Like I might as well wait for six months. But at that point, I'm just kind of like, eh. You know, what what I need is them being like, hey, good news, we've like accelerated on our, you know, securing the reprint rights to to we're basically digitizing all of Michael Fleischer's Jonah Hex and all of Mike Grell's Warlord, and we're going to be rolling out like five issues a, a week or something. You know, but as it is, I'm just like, oh man, Jim, Jim Lee's Wildcat, you know, it's like Wildcat Studio is the doing the what what the Wildstorm is that the Wildstorm still doing the digitizing? yeah 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 yeah, yeah, they yeah. barely yep. get an issue of their that imprint up there. It's just like, ugh. anyway, so so yes, Marvel Unlimited. I would feel some serious regrets because I do think that they they really were. You know, when Matt Turrell turned us on to the app way back when, it was still buggy and broken, and it's really come a long ways, and it still continues to grow. Like, they, they will drop a whole bunch of old shit on there. I don't, yep. you know, as well as keeping the iPhone comics, as well as keeping the stuff that's three months out. It it feels like a going concern. DCUI is kind of, uh, has has a certain je ne sais well, you know, as long as the suckers are going to yeah, yeah, DCUI very much feels like um, the work of of uh, if if you're not paying for like this month's comics or last month's comics, um, you know, you better be happy with the four right. historical comics you get weekly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, two yeah. Jim Lee comics, a Captain Marvel comic, and now something else. Oh, we didn't even get into. We could talk about Shazam, the the collapse of the 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 film franchise, which is kind of a bummer for them. Uh, but I mean, we yeah. we could, but at the same time, part of me is like, what is there to say other than shame? <laughs> well, I know it's kind of a bummer. You did now? Did you see it? Have you seen it or no? No, I haven't. You have... uh, the only the yeah. only thing I've seen recently was um, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I really want to see I, that. I, I went. I went to press screen Dungeons and Dragons, and I gotta tell you, I kind of fucking loved it. Yeah, yeah, I've been looking forward to that. I when it's, I saw the first trailer, I was like, yeah. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. It um, it uh, it drags mm -hmm. towards it love it. Um, mm -hmm. but it is more fun than you'd expect, and I laughed out loud much more than I would have expected going in. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's a film that knows exactly how stupid it is. Right. But also realizes that's actually awesome. Yeah, right. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, and, and it's just like, yeah, it's great. Like, we we are a dumb film, and we have dragons. You know, <laughs> um, it helps that Hugh Grant is is in Paddington Two mode through the entire thing. Oh wow, he is one hundred percent like camp and chewing scenery and just fucking going for it, and I mm -hmm. love that for him. Um. 
Yeah, it's, it, there are there are funny jokes. There are very stupid jokes. There is an amazingly dumb, but because they commit to the bit, it's great mm-hmm. uh, sequence about reanimated corpses in a cemetery. <laughs> that it's just like really funny because again, it's stupid, but they just commit to it. Mm-hmm. They're like, you might have laughed at this joke the first time, but are you going to laugh at it to the fifth time? Because we're going to go there. Wow. And you really do small and like, bless you for just sticking to this joke. <laughs> like, just 100% going for it. Um, all You know, all the leads are very charming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spent most of the film going, one of these actresses is really familiar and I can't think why. And then afterwards looking into it, and she's the, um, she's the young Jessica Chastain from It. Oh, slash the yeah, she's quite in, good. Mm-hmm. Um, in, oh god, what was the net the Charles Forsman Netflix show? Oh, uh, right, right. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm not okay with yeah. this. Yeah, she also yeah, Nancy yeah, yeah, Drew yeah. in a couple of things too. Yes, yeah. yes, and she's she like I spent the entire film going. She's really fucking familiar. Why is she so familiar? And then I looked into it. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's it's like it is. It's a very it's a very. Um, this sounds like I'm damning with fame praise, and I'm genuinely not meaning to. It's like the Marvel formula done right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember? Uh, do you remember like the first Iron Man, mm-hmm. or like honestly, the first Guardians of the Galaxy? It's it's or like funny, mm-hmm. fast-moving films. Yes, it's that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's good to know. I I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. By which I mean, I have no idea when the hell I will ever be in the theater. But we're certainly at a point where there's like three or four movies that I would want to see right now if I could, but I won't actually go in the theater. So, but, okay, here's the thing, and I apologize, because I, it, you know, listeners, Graham and I have talked, although it really is amazing how much different our talking is from our podcast talking and how, um, you know, a few stumbles aside, I'm like, man, this is like falling off a log. Is, did you see Quantum Mania? I don't... I didn't. I did. I, did. I did see Quantum Mania. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Right. And you did not like it. I or... really did not like it. Wow. Okay. I really, really did not like it. I thought it was pretty atrocious. Mm. Did you see it? Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. Um, I thought it was. What's a good way of putting this? It's so off. Mm-hmm. That it feels like it was made from an unfinished script that they never got around to finishing. Wow. Uh, it is so tonally all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, there are like really big plot holes in it. Like mm-hmm. really dramatically big plot holes in it. The special effects are atrocious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like shockingly bad. Mm-hmm. There are no successful emotional stakes to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's a disaster of a film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um I, was, I saw it with the opening night crowd here in Portland because mm. I love going to see like, like Marvel films or Star Wars films or like fan films right. with like the opening night crowd because no audience is ever going to love that film as much as that audience. Right. 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 And so I go and the, the, the logo comes up and everyone applauds and it starts and it starts with like Paul Rudd being like, I'm Paul Rudd and I'm going to give a sarcastic, like, you know what I've been up to and everyone's laughing and it's like, and it's not even like funny jokes. It's like really obvious jokes, but it's Paul Rudd and everyone wants like this film. So audience is laughing and there comes a point like, like, 
midway through the film where you can hear that the audience that wanted to love this film are like, I don't care. Right. You can right. hear it in the audience's reaction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's how bad this film is. Right. Right. You've lost your core audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's pretty brutal. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. And and in fact, weirdly, that's sort of part of why I want to see it. I guess you know is just kind I mean, it's of. It's going to show up in Disney and Unlim- uh, Disney Unlimited, Disney yeah. Plus, and right? oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm in no rush. I'm not going to go see it in theater. I'm just saying, at some point, I'll get a chance to see it. I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'll watch this, you know, and be like, in part because, how do I put it? Like Marvel has had the um, like. You know, they're 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 kind of in that stage of like they're they're missing more than they're hitting, I guess. And it's this is like the biggest miss they've done. Yeah, by far. Right. This is I mean, and I say that as someone who's seen Eternals. Well, yeah, Eternals, but also a lot of people. I think Wakanda Forever got a a understandable. I thought Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I thought Wakanda Forever was not a good film. I did not like that film either. I thought that film has has like really dramatic problems in terms of um in, in terms of it's again plot holes yeah yeah yeah. just yeah. shit that doesn't make sense yeah 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 i had a friend who's a big marvel fan big marvel fan as it still hasn't seen quantum mania but was like yeah what kind of forever was like i mean i guess we're giving it a pass because of the horrible circumstances and all but he's like i thought it was I thought it was terrible it was practically unwatchable i was shocked and i'm like and I will say, like, weirdly for me, the strangest anecdotal evidence is um, my beloved Jack Kirby Black Panther shirt, which is the shirt that anyone who's seen yeah, me yeah. in the last six years has seen me wear, which is the cover of Black Panther number two from the Kirby run. Um, dude, that shirt, up until the release of Wakanda Forever, was still getting compliments in public. Which is weird. You're like, that shirt killed, and now it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. No, seriously. The number of times I would walk in, and people would be like, nice shirt. I'm like, hi, thanks. I Can I get a thing? And, oh, yeah, sure. And then the person brings me the food, and they're like, oh, yeah, nice shirt. I'm like, thanks. Like, really weird, admittedly, Bay Area and everything. But still, uh, and post Wakanda forever, it's I'm back to being, like, invisible old guy. You know what I mean? Um, so, which is, which is one of the... Um, less sexy but sound sexy movies I saw in Cinemax when I was in high school. It's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's... it's Black Panther Wakanda Forever is not a good film. Mm-hmm. But Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is a bad film, if that makes sense. Oh, totally. Uh, I mean, one of the problems with Black Panther is it's horrifically overlong. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no sense of pacing. There's no sense of tension. Right. Um, and, and there's, you can tell where the, you can see the joints. Like mm-hmm. there's no reason for Ironheart to be in that film at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like their attempt to basically put her back in the box so that when you have her spinoff shows, she can have an origin again. Mm. Um, it's like the most awkward thing you can imagine. Right. It's, it's just stunningly badly done. Mm. Um, but like Ant-Man and the Wasp is just bad, mm-hmm. just bad. It's mm-hmm. it's it's really on almost every level it fails, right? And it fails um, not through being too ambitious, or 
I, you know, I strongly suspect, like, you know, if you ever went to someone who was involved in that film and you're like, yeah, that film didn't quite work, they'd be like, yeah, we just tried too hard, man. We we, we were too ambitious. No, no, that's not it at all. It feels because at no point did anyone actually think, you know, does this make sense or should we close the loop here? Mm-hmm. 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 They're just like, yep, we're fucking Marvel. You know what people like about the Ant-Man films? They love the small scale and they really love, like, you know, Scott's friends. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to ditch all of that and we're yeah. going to take them to, like, you know, fake microverse mm. where there's going to be, like, an, a rebel uprising. But mm. that's okay because you've never met any of these characters before. Mm. And all the backgrounds are really badly done CGI. So you're into that, right? And, and you know, going back to what we were saying before, the to the extent it works, which is not a very big extent, it's Jonathan Majors performs as Kang. Mm-hmm. Uh, oops. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oof, man. That is that is a bummer. Graham McMillan, we're going to try and keep this short, as you know. Um, I think you should talk about, uh, let's say, three or four books that you've read since our break. Um, uh, oh shit! Okay, uh, as you know, I bought twenty back issues of Alpha Flight for ten dollars last week. Yes, and they're amazing. It's the start of Bill Mantlo's run, and they're really, genuinely uh, of an era that does not exist anymore uh, of Marvel Comics, where everything is really exposition heavy, and like everything is like everything is lampshaded. Mm-hmm. There's not one thing that is left to subtext. Everything has to be like made into text mm-hmm. uh, and i love that very much it's also got really early mignola art at the start mm-hmm. um when mignola does not look like mignola at all which is a joy in and of itself yeah yeah uh, yeah at, at emerald city comic-con uh shortbox was there it was i, I believe shortbox is the only american comic book convention appearance ever mm-hmm. because they're winding down this year i don't think there's going to be another one i think that was it and i bought uh, a lot of books from them and uh, Lisa Trayman, I think, is her name. She was one of the artists on Giant Days. Mm. Um, she did a short box book called Minotaur mm. that um, that people should buy while you still can from short box because it's really funny. It's the IKEA joke. It's the joke about like you go into an IKEA and you're basically trapped somewhere. Yes. And IKEA is, is a, a, a you know a moral and existential maze, and it's really funny. It's mm. a just a very funny book about two friends going insane while they're trapped in Ikea. <laughs> um, and what would be the third one? If I was going to, if I was going to just think of shit I've read lately. Um, God, I don't know. I, it's not a comic, but I, I've been getting back issues of the comics journal. Mm. A friend actually sent me a back issue of the comics journal today. Like I, I didn't know she'd bought, but she was at WonderCon last weekend and she, she got it and she sent it to me purely because it's from just it's from like 78 or 77 i guess mm. uh and not only is there an interview with jim shooter just after he's become the editor-in-chief of marvel but there's a two-page essay about bill mantlow about him being just about to launch micronauts wow um and so that like you know that shit's mana from heaven oh something else i got emerald said really quickly was spirit issue 50 the mm. warren magazine version which is the spirit jam Oh, you wow. know about the Spirit Jam, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever read uh, it. For though. people who don't, 
Yeah. It's it's an old Eisner plot that was completed by basically a shit ton of cartoonists in the 1970s. And it includes, like, Fred Hembeck does some, but so does, like, Brian Boland. Um, Chris Claremont's in there. Gene Collins in there. Uh, like, it's it, Howard Chaikin, I think, does some. Like, it's the weirdest lineup of creators. Right. Um, and it's, it's, like, Dennis Kitchen draws some of it as well. Uh, it's amazing. And it's such a weird time capsule of comics, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because it's not only like all these artists in, I was going to say the prime, but like Boland is definitely like before his prime for want of a better way of putting it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's Boland before Dread. Yeah. Which is crazy uh, that he got in there. Right. Yeah. He does. He does half a page, literally half a page. <laughs> um, Sinkevich is in there in like 70 something, like back when he's still in his Neil Adams mode. Wow. Um, oh no, really? It's it's this weird like time capsule for real. Uh, but the writing is also really interesting because it's been published by. It wasn't Warren. It was it was Kitchen Sink by that point because Kitchen Kitchen edits it mm-hmm. with Cat Ironwood, mm-hmm. who wow. later would go on to Eclipse, yeah. um, and they make appearances in the story. But it, it's got a very underground comic sensibility in the scripting because it's also scripted by contemporary writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing. Wow. It's 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 yeah, it's it's, it's this great weird thing, which I found for like three dollars. Wow. This dude, this dude, Emerald, this dude, Emerald City had apparently uh, gone into his basement and found boxes of comics he'd forgotten he had. So I got that for three dollars, and I got the second ever Alec collection from Escape Books in the UK from like 1985 Holy by Eddie Campbell smokes. Wow. for like $5. <laughs> Dude, that, that's yeah. pretty amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. And I was like, are you sure this shouldn't be more expensive? And he was like, no, that's fine. If you like, do you want it? And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. I really, I really do. Yes, I'd love that. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, a yeah. that's those are those are some pretty amazing uh, little finds there, Graham. That's excellent. So there you go. That that's me. What about you? Uh, well, um, I think I know. I mentioned at least two of these to you in our talk. Ironically enough, like just the other week. But I'm gonna run it down to the listeners because I had like an amazing run of manga recently where I was trying to read a whole bunch of uh stuff that had piled up in my uh, collection. I'm trying to read things down a little bit. Um, uh, and then there's also stuff that I uh, that I picked up that was kind of um, weirdly like of the moment. The Elfin Lead Omnibus uh, from Dark Horse um, came out. It's by uh, Lynn uh, Okamoto. And uh, Okamoto draws um, Parallel Paradise uh, at writes and draws Parallel Paradise, which is, uh, uh, I guess, kind of a semi-isekai harem nov- uh, set of manga that that I actually really like. I kind of like how much he thinks through his premise. Elfin Lead got reprinted by Dark Horse in part because the anime um, was given a shout-out by one of the Duffer brothers as an influence oh. on Stranger Things. Because uh, Elfin Lead is about a mysterious um, uh, military installation that has been experimenting on creating post-human subjects, uh, which are 
um, young, and one of which ends up being a young telekinetic girl on the run who gets taken in by a group of teenage friends. So there's a huge chunk of it that was the, you know, the, the Duffer Brother was like, yeah, it was kind of, you know, it was an anime. It had some really cool stuff and, you know, just very much seemed like some Subakura ripoff. But uh, a lot of it was in mind when we created Seven and Seven's backstory. So, of course, Dark Horse is like, bing. Um, Lin Okamoto has gone on to to get to a stage where they draw um, competently. Elfin Lead Omnibus is an amazing comic in that it, the, the illustrations are so profoundly amateurish. Like, it really reads like the, you know, like early work that someone might be, that, that a, someone who might end up having talent was drawing back in high school or something. But one thing that's great is the, 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 even though the art is in some places just genuinely painful to look at, uh, the pacing on the storytelling <laughs> is, is great. It's surprisingly, I was shocked by how much I enjoyed a lot of it. The, the Okamoto knew enough to like, take the um the cliches of the genre and basically just cut to the chase so it's that kind of thing where you know just as someone's starting to to you know tell this the young psychic that like yes you know the super villain that's been building up for hundreds of pages and finally gets into the room and is like now we're finally going to see which one of us is the strong and you turn the page and like their head is popped off and flown across the room like it's just it's that kind of really um the the it's got a, a vivacity i guess to it that that comes from like really young work but also someone who knows knows what they're doing so i was kind of surprising like really hard to recommend because people look it up and it's like this 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 looks like this looks like something somebody doodled on the back of a restaurant with a with a crayon that was sort of broken uh witches um the witches the complete collection which i i mentioned to you by um Daisuke yeah you you, you sold me on that last week when we we talked like privately yeah and that is a that is an omnibus of uh, igarashi's tales of witches and witchcraft and uh, just really fucking awesome the illustration's amazing it's just one of those manga that that the person's going from like a completely different style like really um beautifully done thin sort of pencil lines and just kind of a weird like it just know what you think of as traditional manga like but but even though there's a strong uh influence of like say european line work it doesn't really gel there too and just each story is in its own way kind of like a really wonderful evocation of nature and the unknown really all the stories really resolve and there there there's a lot of weird longing in it there's a they're almost fairy tale like parables except they're also about like astronauts in space who get an object embedded in their head that may be changing the the you know transforming all of the earth and the only people who can help it are like you know two uh two witches living out in the woods in japan you know just really just fabulous uh 
our colors which i mentioned to you as well i thought was just great uh gengora tagame who uh did my brother's husband this was the follow-up um collection it's it's almost reads like a young a, a ya novel you know it's about a teenager who is gay who meets a cafe owner and it's just it's just so well done what a great read it's you know it's a big ass book but reading it digitally one of the things that was wonderful was it just kind of kept going and going and going it felt like a fully fleshed out complete novel and like just gorgeously drawn i you know you had recommended my brother's husband like a million years ago and i've got a hard copy sitting on a shelf and i'm i'm now super resolved to to pick it up uh and then i should say for me i don't know if it's like the best thing in the world but i crossed a crucial rubicon as a as a as a manga reader graham which is i am finally just as a, a two months ago or a month ago i think have moved into i am actually reading pirated manga as it's released like i i know jeffrey i know i know I'm I, I feel that is i feel that it's a thing for real yeah no that's a it's a that's a big deal for i mean just generally but also kind of the you know that's that a manga nerds you know bar mitzvah is the day that they finally just like figure out how and where or they stumble across something but yeah thanks thanks to uh just subscribing to uh reddit where i thought i would get recommendations people are like you know, posting links on manga And here decks. is the link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh. So I've been reading uh, Telework Yoto Banashi uh, by Yamada Kinitsu. It's just a charming rom-com. It's about the same thing that I would normally read. It's just very, you know, basically a guy who works from home and who is enjoying it ends up because he's now working from home meets his neighbor and they basically spend a lot of time um flirting while they water their plants on the porch it's great just really been really fun but but like not not what you would mistake for like an awesome like like oh this is you know you're not going to mistake it for witches or our colors or anything yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very much a kind of knows what it does but it's doing it very well um and so that's that's nothing my, wrong with that there's nothing wrong market. with that yeah agreed agreed yeah i i i i, I exactly um i i should mention astra lost in space which is a manga that came out in like more or less five volumes and it uh got completed like i want to say maybe three or four years ago has been rerunning on manga plus uh all 70 plus chapters are available on the shonen jump app and that's been a really fun read that's very much uh like the really like if i were to oversell it like seriously oversell it i'm like it's like legion of superheroes meets runaways but it kind of is like legion of superheroes meets runaways as long as your definition of legion of superheroes is kind of almost like the wade kitson reboot but different okay. yeah it's not bad yeah that's that's yeah you're you're not not selling me yeah right well that's why i'm worried i, I think you're gonna pick this up and you're like ah there's no prody here you well, liar i was gonna say like you you know i'm very protective of the legion so more than anything i'm more likely to pick it up and be like this is not legion enough no i know well see that's it it would be great if it was more but in terms of teenagers being lost in space i think it it it's it, you know it kind of scratches an itch so um yeah so those are the yeah, ones no, that no, that sounds good yeah 
yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, if you want, Graham, if you dare, um, I don't think this will come off very well because basically I wasn't drunk enough when I started writing it, really. But I do have my four manga if you want to play. Oh shit! Are we closing with my four manga? I think so, unless you have something else you want to cover. But I no, figured we no, do. no. That's I. I think that feels perfect to close it. <laughs> okay, go. Okay, my four manga. People who uh, have listened to the podcast before may remember my four mangas, where Jeff uh, gives the titles and descriptions of four manga, three of which are real, one of which is made up. And Graham, I want to say, tries to guess, but really we're hoping that Graham tries to get it wrong because I think he has absolutely had a spotless record up until now also unfortunately there were some people who actually uh gave me some excellent choices um and tagged us both in so i can't use those because the weird thing graham is even though you have no memory whatsoever of any kind and i can talk to you and there's entire events of your life that have dropped out you will still remember when i mentioned a manga that i i I once talked about you you say that but i really won't i really won't but okay yeah okay so, my four manga. First title, The Witches of Adamus. Now, should I just do the... Of Adamus? Adamus. A-D-A-M-O-S-A-S, I think. The Witches of Adamus. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the... not Adonis, like the god. No. No, 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 no. Which is okay. worth okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Adamus. Okay. A-D-A-M-A-S. I believe it's... Okay, okay. Like I don't... Sure. I'm kind of like, I don't care about the spelling. I just want to make sure it's not the god. Yes, exactly. Uh, The plot of the story is a young college student um, learns that he has a special condition whereby he ejaculates diamonds. However, (laughs) However, each ejaculation takes a year off of his life. And so the witches of Adamus are the uh, group of seductresses who hear about his condition and circle around to try and make themselves rich by getting himself to ejaculate, which he cannot do. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Again, I have this moment of it has to be real because if it's not real and you've thought about this, you should make it real. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Let's okay. see if the other ones are, are even more insane. All right, the next one is Bitch Hiker. Uh, I'm sorry, Witch Hiker? No, no, bitch, B, B-I-T-C-H Hiker. Bitch Hiker. Oh, bitch Hiker. Yeah, Bitch Hiker. <laughs> one word or two words, Jeff? It's, it's actually... It, like uh, Hitchhiker, right? Yeah, yeah, Hitchhiker, except it's yeah, okay. Bitch Hiker. Uh, a, a unemployed, uh, a recently laid off salary man decides to drive around Japan. Um, something that he never did as he moved from, you know, college and right into his job and, uh, ends up meeting the, uh, eponymous bitch hiker who is a sexy hitchhiker who, uh, puts out for people on rides and uh, they basically <laughs> end up doing it. Okay, okay. I, like, is is this the horny version of of for manga? I who can say? Next title: My childhood friend is an erotic painter: colon melting what? over and over again in an immoral room. <laughs> My childhood friend. Sorry, what? 
my childhood friend is an erotic painter. Yes. Yeah, not a neurotic painter. And what, was, what, was, what was the part after that? <laughs> my childhood friend is an erotic painter, colon, melting over and over again in an am- immoral room. <laughs> and that's the end of the podcast. Graham did not guess the manga, but he did die. Yeah, sorry, what? Yeah, exactly. I said I had to, I had to mute because I was laughing so much I was coughing. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I, I love that you say that after I've been like, is this the hardy version? And you're like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, wait, I, no, no, I'm sorry. You do. You have to give a plot description for that one. Do I? I mean, it's it's all right there. <laughs> you're, you're like, do I? Because the, the title kind of says it all. Exactly. Exactly. This young woman. No, no. Do. What's that? Do I have to? You have to. You okay. have to. For real. Okay. All right. So there's there there's a woman who uh, basically ends up in a bad situation where it looks like the yakuza are going to take her she ends up being saved (coughs) by uh basically a rich painter showing up and uh purchasing her debt however in return for that he uh (coughs) basically she has to stay (coughs) god cram are you okay Oh, sorry, I thought I'd muted myself. Yeah, no, I no, myself. it was fabulous. Everyone was like, sorry, I, I, I really do apologize. No, I, no, no, I, it's I totally okay. I'm just, I was really worried. Are you all right? Yeah, sorry, I, I, it, you're, it laughed at the title first of all, and then just there I thought of the title again, and it was a problem. <laughs> it's, I'm sorry, it's my childhood friend's erotic painter. It's the bit after that that yeah. just, like, fucking kills me. Yeah. Um, I'm already declaring this one real. Because I just can't believe you'd make that up. Okay, fair enough. Uh, right, right now my like my money is on bitch hiker being fake, but okay. All right. Um. So, uh, well, then I, let's go on, and then if you want more details about my child, yeah. What's the fourth? The fourth. Uh, fourth one is manga kisser. Um, and I guess what? that's as in someone who kisses manga. Well. Yeah, yes and no. I mean, so manga cafes in Japan are called manga kisas. And it's like short for kisatune or something like that. I could double check. But oh, so it's not it's not kisser. It's not k i s s e r. It it is called kisser. That it's it's a it's a pun pun title. It it's called manga kisser, and it's about this new worker who works the overnight shift on the twenty four hour manga cafe. And he has a couple of weird, sexy encounters with what he assumes are like cosplayers, because this is in the Akihabara district. But it turns out that his manga cafe is quote unquote haunted by specific ghosts of the the that are the women in the manga that is that people can check out and read. Wait, 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 wait. So it's not actually ghosts. It's like, it's, it's like spirit versions of fictional characters. Yes. Yeah. Okay. First of all. Right. 
all four of these are ridiculously horny, and I think you've just revealed a lot about what you've actually been reading. <laughs> oh, totally. Secondly, yeah. it's it's manga kisser or bitch hiker for real. The okay. the my fr- best friend's erotic painter, and whatever the first one was, I can't even remember the name of. But it was also just like eyes boggling out of head are almost certainly real just because i don't think like the ejaculating diamonds like just like the i don't i don't want to insult you and say there's no way you came up with it (laughs) but i kind of hope there's no way you came up with it that makes sense Uh um okay so it's bitch hiker or or manga kisser yeah and then the other reason i think that one of those is fake is i feel like those two seem really similar Mm mm-hmm and so I feel like you're trying to throw me off with one, though. Okay, Bitch Hiker is, dude is traveling around Japan, meets someone horny, they fuck. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. A manga kisser is, dude opens a manga cafe gets a that job. is haunted it, it, by... Gets a job on the late shift of the manga cafe. Yeah. That's haunted by... It's the spirits of, like, fictional characters who are presumably all, like, hot manga girls. Right? Right. I'm so tempted to say manga kisser for the dumbest of reasons, and I think it's. I think it's. Do you want to know the reason I tend to say manga kisser for real? Sure, absolutely. I feel. I feel you overexplained the premise. It was when you said the district the dude was in. I was like, he's giving too much information. <laughs> <laughs> um, Why do I read but like? Maybe, but maybe, <sighs> but maybe you threw me off. By not giving enough information about Bitch Hiker, which is called Bitch Hiker as well, which like sounds like it sounds like a Western pun, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Totally. Like it, it, it would have to be like a translation pun as opposed to the one of the actual. Oh God. Um, which am I going for? Which am I going for? You're one hundred percent going to say no. It's the one with the ejaculating diamonds. Um, it's. It's it's manga kisser. Okay, that's your final answer. <laughs> oh shit! It's my final answer. Oh no, I've not done one of these for months, and now you got me all stressed. Um, yeah, it's my final answer. Sure, fuck it. Your uh, your unbroken record continues. If only I could have put in the hurrah in there. Manga kisser is the made up. Uh, the witches of Adamas, bitch hiker, and. <laughs> My childhood friend is an erotic painter, colon, melting over and over again in an immoral room. All real. All real uh, manga. Yep. Melting over and over again in an immoral room. Yep. It's just... That's Genius, right? Level. That's Ned's level. Yeah. That's just... Wow. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> that was worth choking for. It really was. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm very glad. I'm very glad. My yeah. best friend is a, an erotic painter. Falling <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> I just love the idea that they were like, Colin! You're like, I'm like, what happened there? You know what I mean? Was it like... No, because what I love about the colon is it makes me think that there's a different my best friend is an erotic painter. <laughs> yeah, part part of the ongoing genre of you know my I mean? best my yeah, childhood it, friend it, is it, an erotic painter yeah yeah it, it's part it's it's part of the my childhood friend's erotic painter cinematic universe yes exactly absolutely absolutely yep oh shit i look again i got that one by luck mm. 
Like, mm-hmm. it, it really, it was like one or two, one or two, one or two. It was like, just, just pick one. Yeah. Yeah. I be- yeah. That was luck. Oh, but also, hooray! Look, go me. Yeah, um, seriously. Ah, I, um, I, I, I had that moment of like, oh, he's gonna pitch a pitch hiker. He's gonna pitch pitch hiker. Yes. Ah, well. I yeah, yeah. That's uh, it was so close. It was so close. Yeah. Like let's just, let's just give it to you because that like no that was no that no no line. no no absolutely not. Anyway, um, yeah, you know, uh. Well, anyway, that that is that's that that is that's it, Graham. That's it. That's got to be the episode. It's an hour and fifteen minutes. We said we yeah, were yeah, going no, to no. do thirty. Yeah, no, no, yeah, we've done it. We yeah. we said we did. We said we we're going to do thirty minutes, and we did an hour and fifteen. So, um, congratulations, everyone. The way it was, street continues. Uh, you also managed to hear uh me coughing a lot because yeah. uh, it made me laugh so much. And uh, yeah, that's it. We'll be back uh whenever we fucking feel like it. <laughs> Uh, yep, it's uh, absolutely and, true. And, what I like is I don't even think you should announce this. I think you should just drop this on the feed and see what happens. Oh, I am. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not putting up show notes. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I might if we no, don't no, hear no, from just, anyone just in a week. There. Yeah, but just RSS feed. It. That's why I said it's going out on April first. Is I'm. I'm okay, basically yeah. editing it. Up, it, it up as as no music. Phone. No nothing. Yep. Yep. Don't. Yep, yep. Don't. Yeah. Don't edit it. That's it. Just put it out. Yeah. There we go, man. That is it. Um, Graham, this is very oh, delightful. <laughs> and in true wait what fashion I was talking right over you uh, uh. <laughs> alright hold on let me turn off the recording